And now, from high atop the Camelback Towers in Scottsdale, from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, a man whose life revolves around his family, sports, grilling, and bad jokes, your host of the Dad Podcast, talking all things dad, here's Chris Brewer. All right, another Thursday, another Dad Podcast. A man down today, and uh, it's too bad. This, this is a biggie. This is, Robin, this is show number 10. Wow. Yes. You've lasted that long? <laughs> we have. Somehow <laughs> we've, we've slipped through the cracks, and uh, they've, let us, they've let us stay here. I, uh, well, have, you, have, you, have you been doing this without me? I, th- I, I, I truly thought you were going to say five, maybe six. No. I can't believe Mm-mm. 10. No, it's 10. Wow. Yeah. You're enjoying it, it that much. I am. I am. The weekly boys therapy session. No, it's so it is. I was Sorry, in I no, no, no. I was in I was in full panic mode before the show. Um I'm not lying. I, I was a, when I was at work this morning. Wait a minute, you work? I do I do work. <laughs> and I was on the court, the tennis court, and I'm like, oh crap. I don't. I don't think I packed my flip flops, and I was like, "Am I, am I really gonna have to do the show in shoes and socks? That's gonna, that's gonna be hell." And I kept thinking about it, and then I got in the car uh, to drive to the studio, and I saw my flip flops were in there, and you know, like that over dramatic, um, like seen in a in a movie from like a woman and she's like oh oh thank god and she puts her hand like on her chest and i don't know there's a lot of dr- guys that do that too in oh movies. i think i totally yeah. did that when I was, okay thank god oh th- there's my flip-flops is that similar to when you go to the candle store and they have the scent that you want <laughs> i was waiting for something like that that is yeah oh thank god that's on sale oh the caramel macchiato Dude, I so got to meet your wife. I bet she's completely opposite of you. Uh, in, in in all the good ways, <laughs> yes. <laughs> she she she's a saint. She tolerates a, tolerates a lot. Um. Anyway, let's 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 get to the show. I I had you guys. I had you guys fooled last week. All all of you. I let, I made it I I made you guys think I wasn't a full, uh, a car guy. I'm a total car guy. No. Yes. Uh-uh. Total car guy. You know where I was Saturday? Hot Wheels car car show in Mesa. True. Yeah. It, and what and, kind of cars were there? Okay. This this was this was unique. Oh wait a minute. He wrote them down. I did. Uh, <laughs> no, then you're not a car guy cuz that goes by memory. Well, there's some details here, Robin, that I don't I don't want to miss. He's got headers or flow masters. This was an new, unusual car show. New terms. Okay. This was all You guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. All right. All Dotsons. What? It was it was all Dotsons. They had and and it was Dotsons, Eagles, and a limited amount of Peugeots. Huh? That was that was the car show. So was it in an no, alley? No, this was cool. I saw, <laughs> I saw, I saw Robert Guillaume's Eagle Talon, nineteen ninety eight Eagle Talon. Remember, remember Robert Guillaume? No, no, no. You never watched Benson? Just like Christopher Cross. Okay, <laughs> I saw John Hurt's nineteen eighty two Mazda six two six. You're still not impressing us. The stars were out, Robin. In the sky, Benson, anyway. Benson reference. I did. So I'm at this car show. Guess who I run into? And he listens to the show. No way. Yes. And he and this is cool because it's the dad podcast. And he he played. He was like America's dad for years. Alan Thick. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. He wow. passed away. A- Alan Thick was there <laughs> in a cardboard figurine. At, <laughs> sorry. At the car show. Yeah. Anyway. Got you on that one. Well, here's the thing, okay? <laughs> Just because I, I am a car guy. Uh, so typically, the upper radiator hose is connected to the engine's thermostat housing, and the lower radiator hose is attached to the engine's water pump, which you can get that on suctions Google. fluid. No, no, I just wanted to talk shop here. And both hoses 
as you guys know, also uh, connect to the radiator at the other end. Okay, so unfortunately, they are prone to wear because of constant pressure to high and low temperatures. Well, what, what was the issue then? Uh, Robin had, uh, Alan had uh, car trouble. <laughs> That's well, why he couldn't well, be here, which here, is here. ironic because I, I saw him at a car show and here he has, he has car, car trouble. What are the three most important things to carry in your car? A handgun. Well, besides that. You're not a car guy if you don't know this. I'm <laughs> not a car guy. That's why I was at a you can, you can show say in Mesa looking at Dotson's. You can say a carjack. Three most important things to be in your... I have no... What? A gallon of water in case your car overheats. Okay. An extra, well, duh. That's already a given. Um, an extra belt and a roll of duct tape because you never know. Duct tape fixes everything. I could see Sean having duct tape. Duct tape is like Bondo. Yes. And back in the day, and I know this is weird, your wives probably don't wear pantyhose anymore, but that was like something we did back in the 80s and 90s was carry an extra set of pantyhose and not to wear, but in case one of your belts broke, you could use pantyhose in a pinch to get you somewhere. That's impressive. Who doesn't know that? that that's you apparently. <laughs> you don't I, even I know the three rules, I, I man. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Robin had her birthday last week, and she's coming in hot on me today. Because yeah, she's, she's on me like, <laughs> I don't know. You might want to refrain that. I don't think your wife would like I, to hear that. Well, I'm on the opposite end of the room, by the way, just true. so that everybody knows. Any anyway, <laughs> let let let's get into it. You guys want to keep talking cars? Is that what we want to do? Good. No. Steer no, where you, steer where you want to steer. Anyway. Only if you know the subject. Okay. So I, I've never been a car guy. I've never been into cars. Clearly then I never wanted to be a mechanic. So I was thinking like, what what did I want to do? What did I want to be when I grew up? Because I wasn't a mechanic. Are you I, grown up yet? I'm getting there. We're, we're working on it. I wanted to be, when I was a kid, I wanted to be... The running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nice. And I really thought I was gonna gonna do that, even though I pl- never played football, and my mom <laughs> wouldn't let me play football. Somehow, I was still going to be the running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. How did you never play football if you were coordinating a neighborhood league under the radar, knocking on doors asking parents if they had children? It's actually. It's actually a moment right now. I have a feeling that is why my buddy and I decided we'll just start our own league because our parents won't let us play football. So we'll we'll go behind their back and somehow run a league without them knowing it. So it was it was the pre XFL. Uh, I think the XFL actually stole some of our ideas. Were you named He Hate Me? No, I remember that guy. What did you guys want to be when you grew up? I, I wanted to be in the same boat. First baseman, Oakland Athletics. Period. I mean, I, to the point where sixth grade yearbook, they had like a quote, what do you want to be when you grow up? That, that was what I said. Because I had uh, Mark McGuire was my hero at the time. We went to A's games. It was a big deal. We went to a lot. So I, I was very fortunate. Uh, it was hour to two hour commute there and back each way. Um, but they just had such a great team. You know, you had Ricky Henderson, Jose Canseco, Dave Stewart. Go down the list. Dave Parker, Dave Henderson, all that. And I legitimately thought I would be playing baseball for the A's when I was an adult for the rest of my life, regardless of age. So my question to you would be, so when did you realize that this is not probably going to happen? Because I remember... I also thought I was truly going to become a professional tennis player. And I think I was maybe like 12. And I'm going to play tennis with a friend of mine, Darren. And I think I'm telling him, no, I, I'm, I'm going to do it. And he's like, you know, you, you know you're never going to become a professional tennis player. And it just killed me. I was like, you're the worst friend in the world, Darren Noy, you dick. I'm going to. <laughs> And then I think I beat him in, ten, in tennis. So when did when 
but then, you know, probably like a year or so later, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be a professional tennis player. No, it was eighth grade for me because I, I shifted from first baseman for the A's or small forward in the NBA. Okay. So I, 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 Who I didn't, would you have played on? I would have played for the Philadelphia 76ers. Gotcha. Yeah. But but I believe that wholeheartedly. That's the only reason I ditched that dream is because I was like, no, it's, it's basketball now. <laughs> oh, I, I, would, I would have the football, and then the hallway upstairs led into my parents' bedroom. And I would, I, would, I would have the football, and I'd be running through the hallway, and then I'd purposely... I'd purposely hit um, my parents' bed as if that was like a tackler, and I'd bounce off the bed, and then I'd hit the... I totally... The, the floorboards there got so weak. I, I knew they were. I never wanted to say anything, but I was like... I, I, I'm i playing... With that kind of training, Chris, I don't know how you did it. it. I'm shocked. <laughs> Why didn't I'm you shocked. destroy your own bed? Why are you messing with your parents' it, it stuff? Didn't, it didn't... Well, my room was used to dominate Nerf basketball. Dominate. Because I thought, I remember, Robin, you'll you'll get a kick out of this. So, you know, you know the Nerf hoop. It just it goes on your door, and my uh, closet doors were were mirrors, and I'm thinking that I am getting like three feet up in the air. Like, man, I am, I am getting up there, man. I am dunking the hell out of this ball and then i decided to watch myself dunk in the mirrors and i'm probably like an inch and a half off the ground did you have your tongue tops uh no i i I did not do i I was never a jordan fan your turn i don't know why no i i I really wasn't that's terrible i like the bad boys i like the pistons back then sean what did you want to be when you grew up gosh because i actually had a have a story uh so similar to yours as far as that wanting to be that professional tennis player and um you know one of our one of our coaches one summer um was sitting down with me probably on like court seven or something like that and he just gave it to me he's like your goal is not to become your goal is to make the high school team that is your tennis goal and it and it really just kind of took me down as far you were as coached like, by your mom <laughs> My my mom? No, she was trying no. to get that through to me when I was like in kindergarten. This is, this is <laughs> your your goal is to get to first grade. No. Right. Okay, so your coach had that talk with you. And how old were you? I think that, that, that was probably in what seventh grade. Yeah. So we're all around grade, the same like same time. So all right, high. so all right. So that, that that kind of crushed those dreams, you know. Um, like, like, uh, you know, your buddy did to you. Uh, and then I think through high school, um, everything from, uh, gosh, I kind of wish Jason was, was a uh, part of this conversation because I, he and I, I'm actually um, enjoying it. <laughs> this has been nice so far. It, between, uh, yeah, he and I wanted to, you know, get into some firefighting stuff together. I remember that. And, and, and he obviously, uh, was more serious than I was about that. And um, I think Jason yeah. always wanted to be a firefighter. Everything from a, a firefighter to a orthodontist. I do remember I, I, in high school, I was actually, I, I didn't remember this until a couple of years back. I was actually a peer counselor in high school, which is more along the lines of what I do right now than anything else. So uh-oh. I'm just glad. I'm just glad you're filming this at the airport. Uh, there was a bomb going off. I do live. <laughs> I, I do live underneath an airport, and so I'm, I'm trying to uh, mute it when 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 planes fly over, so it's not uh, not too loud. Well, being outside shouldn't be a problem. Then we should have no <laughs> no issues. I'm I to- remember. It's funny that we all <laughs> mentioned something like from junior high. Sean, you, I don't know if you might remember this, but we actually took a test. I think it was seventh grade to to help determine like based on your skills what what profession you could mm-hmm. you could maybe work towards. Yeah, yeah and I'm not making this. I I remember the two that I got, and I think this was based off of like I wanted 
wanted to be outside and I don't know. I, I think that's all this was based off of basically, but I remember getting park ranger <laughs> and garbage man. I, I did. I really ranger. did. Those were I, the two jobs that, that, that came up and I was just like, what park ranger would be cool. It's not. It you, was, were, you were going to be one. It wasn't for me. Oh, I thought you loved it. Oh, I, I did, but the problem is they basically don't move where you take a vacation is kind of the concept behind that. Because I all I did when I was a ranger was drive around for 10 hours, um, seat some oddball responsibilities and fix something, and then go back home. So it, it's like you go into work, you're like, can I find a new area to take lunch today? Where, where's a good spot I have? That that was me, and and that was literally what I studied for in college. Not doing what that. Park, anymore. What park were you at, Chris? I uh, was Feather River Ranger District in Plumas National Forest. So I was working for federal, not state. Okay, that was your problem. <laughs> all, all about state. Yeah, I believe that. That's a retirement type job, if you ask me. Oh. It sounds like a dream. Yeah, because I I know a lot of people that actually do that, but they did all these other careers first. Then they did that as they retired because then they could enjoy it more because, you know, you get all the weird jobs, as you said. It's not what you think it is. Oh, yeah. And you have to deal with a lot of people that, you know, (laughs) people's attitudes sometimes. Oh, I can go on for days with stories about that weird stuff you run into out there. It's It's, it's, It's really hard to get into. Being a park ranger, yeah, it's not easy. Well, I I I realized one, I was not going to be a park ranger, and I realized off that test, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be uh, a garbage man. Both are uh, reputable jobs, and I realized, Chris, you're probably not going to be the quarter or the uh, running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So. From then on, I was gonna. I was determined. I was gonna be a broadcaster. Like I was gonna be. I don't. I'm not sure why you're laughing. <laughs> Thanks, Robin. Uh, but that that was. Then I was. That was all I was gonna do from then. From then on, was was that, and that's what I went to school for, and and, and everything. And I remember, like in high school, I'd sit there. I'd watch games, and then I would take notes, like on all the players. And uh, I was pretty proud of myself because when the NFL draft came along, I was like, "Wow, a lot of my a lot of my notes are similar to to what they're to what they're talking about." And holy crap, I actually I, I've got like the same players down that that they're talking about, like on their on their big board. So I was I was even practicing that in in high school. Um, what was your first job? Oh, for for me that yeah. that was a that was a good one actually. I worked at a car wash Oof. in California, and I had to uh, oh I had to get a provisional work permit because I was fifteen, and that was a great job because I, I made four twenty five an hour. So you know at the time that that was more than the national. I was like, oh, I'm I'm big balling. This is great, and. Uh, was great to be thrown in there with a, a random cast of characters. Like I, I was working uh, with work release inmates that were there because they were allowed to be there for good behavior wherever they were locked up. So first first day in, I'm in a locker with these strangers that are working with me, and uh, somebody's telling me the the appropriate way to stash drugs in your locker. And I'm 15. <laughs> it, it was a great job perspective-wise because it's like you bust your ass. So you're working with someone and the guy's giving you tips on how to hide drugs? I never even talked to this guy in my life, and he just opens his locker next to me, and that's like his first bit of advice at a new job. And you've been friends ever since? I don't know what happened. <laughs> no. I did watch Vita Blue's car there. I met him. He was nice. Really? Yeah. He was at the car show Saturday. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> That, it was a good job. It was literally a good like first impression job for me. Okay, kind of kind of ingrained the work hard ethic, you know. Sean, what was your first job? Um, 
Gosh, I think the first job that I consider a job. Uh, Is that the job you're doing right now? Not the That's job. Your I'm first doing job. Right now, no. But a plane's about to fly over. Oh, uh, good. Was at the was at the racket club actually where we where we played tennis. Okay. And it was, it was that classic job that you think of when you when you when at a snack shack buy a sometimes wore a shirt sometimes not when i was serving people salads and and, um i did that and then i still there yeah i lost Uh, you for i lost you for a second there you were serving salads with no i think it was the pan am jet that flew over flight 103 103 it's, it's the worst one um what you what yeah, how, how old were you when you worked at the snack bar? Sitting out by the pool and then I would uh you know jump the wall to go and get the food and bring it back. It wouldn't be done these days. It would not be done these days. I had that job one summer. Yeah. We all did. That was fun. My yeah. first job it's junior high, maybe? This the summer ju- of summer okay. junior high? That seems early. My first yeah. job I think I was, I was 15. Yeah, I was 15 because I, I had to get like a like a work permit or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it was a provisional. An ID. And I, I, uh, I scooped ice cream at Thrifty Drug. And... How much was a scoop at the time? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I believe a double, I think a single scoop was 15 cents. There you go. A double was twenty five cents. My goodness, you're getting old. Huh? And a triple wow. was, I think, fifty cents. And then, but it was free for me because I had connections. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they watched that. They uh, truly, they watched that like a hawk. It was so pathetic. Yeah, but, you, were, you were definitely you were you were scared to give out free ice cream. It, I, it, I, I, I'm actually lying. It wasn't free for me, even though no. I had connections. Oh, and I was I was scared to hand real. out free ice cream because. They truly did watch to see if you did that. Good for you. And uh, I can't remember the guy we went to high school with who was there before me, but then he he left, and then the manager brought me uh, into their office and said, Chris, now that uh, what, whatever his name was left, you, you are now, you're now the head dip boy. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that was the title. Head Dip Boy. I'm going to get you a shirt that says that. Head Dip Boy, yeah. That'd I be, cannot that'd believe Robin did not jump on that somehow. But You don't want to hear what wants to I don't. I don't, I don't <laughs> no, no. I don't even think the, the, the listener wants to hear that. No. <laughs> but this okay, is my you know first job, so you have no idea what you're doing, and you're trying to do the best that you can. And so going back to, like, they were just adamant. No free ice cream to anybody. Under any circumstances, Chris, we do not want to see you handing out free ice cream. Okay. So I truly didn't. However, okay, there was a I I shouldn't tell this story, but I but I'm gonna tell the story. Too late. So uh, I believe it was a Saturday, and this mom and her kids come in to uh to get some ice cream and at first i think i just have like a like a runny nose and then and then i realized no i i'm getting i'm getting a little getting a bloody nose while you're dipping while i'm hand you know working with this with this customer and i'm like just get just get through this customer and then you can take care take care of this and so I'm scooping the ice cream, and I remember it was a single scoop of rainbow sherbet. It was the last uh, scoop of ice cream. Handed it to her. She gave me the money. She starts. They start to walk out, and then she comes back, uh, and she couldn't. She could not have been nicer because this could have easily gone in very sideways, very quickly. And she's like, uh, "Looks like we got a problem here, buddy." And hands me the the rainbow sherbet and yeah that a drop yeah a drop a, a, a drop dip, a dip of it a dip of it I managed to get her a fresh rainbow sherbet I charged her because I was so scared about handing out any free ice cream I 
I have uh, given you a contaminated rainbow sherbet, but I am still charging you for the uh, for the for the backup. So yes, Sean, you never got any free ice cream. I would have wanted you. Can you on imagine my staff. that happening in 2022? I'd probably get fired. <laughs> but that's still integrity because you still yes. charged her for it. I that's a great quality. Boss, I, I, yeah. I would have said, wanted you on my staff, man. Period. Absolutely, do not do this. So I I yeah. did not. I did not do that. Wow. I'm yeah. impressed. Thank you. And and it's not like the blood can blend in with the rainbow sherbet. I mean, it's, no. it's kind of <laughs> No, <bold>. it's, it's <laughs> right there. There's some crimson in my rainbow. <laughs> yes. No uh, black cherry for you. I was just, <laughs> just going to say that. <laughs> do you guys remember me. Thrifty Ice Cream? Oh, yeah. That was good. That was you huge. can still find it. You got it. Not not a ton of places, but you can still you, you can still find it. I've I've taken my kids. We found an ice cream place in Phoenix that actually they that's what they serve as thrifty ice cream. Yeah, we we don't have uh, we don't have thrifties around here, but we have Rite Aids which have thrifty ice cream. You, you yeah. can actually you can actually go in and get containers of it. And my favorite ice cream to this day, which I don't know if you served or not, is chocolate malted crunch. Oh, that that was yeah. I was gonna yeah. ask you that. That was mine. And. Uh, yeah, I, 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 we get it by the gallon now. One of the, Chris, this is your, this is your uh, wife, my sister, but around that time, I was uh, struggling with a little bit of acne, and I was scooping ice cream, and your sister nicknamed me Cherry Vanilla because <laughs> that was an awesome. ice cream flavor. Good one, Betsy. And uh, Betsy got me there. Zing. <laughs> Well, she does listen to the show, just to let you know. I, I, I know she does. She'll, she'll be proud of that one. She'll be proud of that one. That's okay. So, okay, that, that, was, that was our... Oh, I had another cool job, actually. Like, did you Stop. guys have, like, some cool jobs growing up? I had one that I loved, and it, it, was, it was so... It wasn't... It was just kind of fun. Uh, it was at this guy's house... And it was with a friend of mine. Ryan James got me the job. And it was this guy who his, his uh, doctor said, you're going you're gonna to have a heart attack if you continue with whatever his career was. Like, you need to find something that is extremely low stress and can relax you because uh, you're, you're going to basically, you're going to die. So this guy, Harvey, started... Remember the the little baby booties that they would that you would get, like the mom would get when someone was born, and it was like that ceramic baby booty, and it had the yeah, person's it's a name it's on a it. Sentimental thing, yeah. Have forever. He made those, and he would ship them all over all over the country, and my job was to sand them. So it was this electrical sander? It was about the handiest thing I've ever done in my life. But you had to be really careful with this sander because that thing just whipped and you would you could lose control of the ceramic baby booty rather rather quickly. But it had to be sanded completely perfect or else the stuff would just not stay. It would not sit on the uh, that baby booty very very well. And then it would have to be redone. So we would I would I would do all of the sanding on Tuesday, I, I want to say Tuesday and Wednesday. No, Tuesday. Wait, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then Thursday was the big day. Thursday was when we had all of these hundreds, whatever the orders were, of the, of the baby booties, and we would have to tie them. So it would be, it would be, we would lace them up. And so every Thursday... We would sit in Harvey's living room. It would be me, uh, their son's girlfriend, and we had one other person who worked there. Some of Martha Stewart's stuff. <laughs> and this, this, this just this was my Thursday after school. We would lace the baby booties. The girls insisted on watching Days of Our Lives. Robin. And Harvey would order order pizza. 
And so for about two years there, I could tell you everything that was going on with Days of Our Lives because of Thursdays tying these baby booties. Was Eric Estrada on there? He not, might not have been. I don't think he was ever on that I one. I don't think so. No. But I loved it. It was, it was, it was just fun. The story, when, when you started, I was... I went to this guy's house. <laughs> this guy, some doctor. Well, I didn't tell said, you what happened on Friday. Some doctor said, "I'm so glad that you're Jason's gonna not, die." Jason would have quit the show if he was here to hear that. You know what? I Jay- think Jason did quit the show. I don't think he's really working. <laughs> you know what? Jason would have. Jason would have said said answer the question really simply with your first job or what's your dream job? Oh, I had a dream job when I was younger, and now I do it. And then he would just drop that, the mic. Yeah. I still think I have all of you beat on the first job. Do you want to know what mine was? Yes. Definitely. Ever seen the movie Used Cars? No. I've no? seen Repo Man. Well, yeah, Repo Man's different. Used Cars had Kurt Russell in it. Kurt Russell's awesome. It was filmed here pretty much entirely in Arizona. Kurt, Kurt Russell went to Sean and I, uh, same high school. Really? I'm not joking. You going to bring him in for tacos someday? That's a, that's a real celebrity. <laughs> Maybe we could, and he's not dead. Uh, but I was, go on, used I, cars. I was in the movie, Used Cars. What? Really? Yeah, that started my uh, extra career in movies for a number of years. So I got to check this out. I was actually, I'll have to show you guys after the show. There's actually a photograph somebody captured from a screen grab of me outside the window pushing a baby stroller back and forth. So I was just a wee little kid in wow. the movie. And that started my film career. That's better than mine. I was on the uh, I was on the uh, cover of a game, my really? box of a game, tennis game. Uh, no, uh, really? it was a uh, it was a relative of ours. He's no longer in the, in the family. They they uh, got divorced. This was a long time ago. I was in third grade, and he created games, and and some of them were were very successful, but. He created the first, it was called Sure Catch, and it was the first of those, it was a, uh, was a felt football, and then you had a glove that had the uh, Velcro on it, and so you, you know, throw the felt football and you could catch it with the, with the Velcro glove, and I'm on, I was on the, uh, I was on the box, so this was third grade, I believe I was in a baby blue polo shirt, Plaid I've seen the shorts, picture. plaid shorts, and I think the plaid was baby blue, pink, and white. Were you on the beach? We were on the beach. <laughs> I've seen it. Then. And the and the socks came up to my knees. <laughs> I, and why I did be- no, nobody told me that the shirt was tucked in with a belt. <laughs> wow, that's great. Wow. But I was on the I was on the box of uh, Sure Catch. The royalties are, are just keep coming in. Well, they should have it with the NFL because now it's a spray they put on their gloves in the NFL. So this is true. Yeah, that's how Justin Jefferson caught that ball. Perfect Sunday. That was an incredible mm. catch. Yes. Okay. Question for you guys: If if you weren't doing what you're doing now as a job, career, whatever, what, what do you think you'd do? I know exactly what, do you think you'd what be I'd doing? be doing. I'd be a starving artist right now. And that's literally what I'd be an doing. Art like painting? No, 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 not at all. Like adventure photographer, journalism, just gung ho photography. Oh yeah, yeah. Like minimal people involved. Period. I, I didn't. I never like taking pictures of people. I like landscape, scenery, that kind of stuff. But a, again, that's a big risk job because you you got to do a lot in order to try to get a payout because it's very very thin at the top as far as people can make a profession out of that. But that would be dream. Like, okay, I win the lot. Okay. Now we're going to travel. And we're going to do this. You know, that, but that's if what you, I would do. if you make it and have like your own studio, you could, you can have a very nice life. I would never do a studio. No, it would literally be wherever I'm at. Like, like that's what I mean. I, I, adventure photography. So gotcha. you're going to go to Costa Rica yeah. and you're going to go okay. here and do this and it, Go wherever. I'd be the guy that would go do that. And that would be fun. So kind of like Anthony Bourdain, but photography. Sure. You're just going all, o- all over yeah. the world. Yeah, and- wherever. Gotcha. That'd be ideal for me, but, I mean, what are the odds for bringing in <laughs> something fiscal to live on? That's why I laughed at your broadcasting thing earlier is that exact reason. Yeah. 
I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Do you ever? <laughs> the money end of it. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Um, I when you when we said studio, we were talking about studio. I do remember this as a kid, since we're talking about stuff like as a kid, we were getting family pictures, and it was at this, it was this, this guy's studio, and we had to wait because he had another, uh, t- he was taking some shots of people before us, and we we had to wait there in the in the waiting room, and I'm just going through. He had he had like photo catalogs out of stuff that he had done. And then this one, I'm like, and I was probably, I might have been junior high. I was like, oh, shit. And he did all these, like, burlesque. It's boudoir. A boot, yeah, that's what it was. I only know because my mom was a professional photographer. So, like, I was around it all the time. And it was this whole catalog of that. And it was one of those, like, my mom sitting right next to me, I... I hope she doesn't see this, but I'm going to try to keep looking at this catalog some more. <laughs> anyway, Sean, what would what would you do? Gosh, I got to say the one of one of my uh one of my great jobs was a was working on a golf course. So, I think that if I could be like a golf course superintendent, that'll be a great way to spend time. Nice. That's a huge job. It is, yeah. It's but huge. Just, uh, to, to think about getting up early in the morning, being outside, um, in, in that in that kind of environment would be would be uh, would would be a neat thing to do. And as far as like the landscape architecture and, and that kind of thing, I, mean, I think that'd be that'd be enjoyable. No, that's funny. I actually I had thought about that for for a little bit of time. Nothing serious, but I'm totally with you. I always thought that that would be such a nice job. For, and for all the reasons that you're saying, you're outside, early morning, relaxing. And now that I work at a country club and I see what the superintendent goes through, holy smoke, there is so much pressure on him. So am I romanticizing it too much? And I oh, my gosh. If, <laughs> if, 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 the, if the greens are off a little bit or I don't know how many times it's been demanded they have to... Uh, change you know change out the the sand and the sand traps because they're they're not liking how it's uh, you know falling in the trap there there is so much pressure on that on that job it's insane is your is your is the course is your uh, is it a private club private course it's a it's a private club and we have we have two golf courses gotcha yeah it's it's a it's a huge undertaking. Um, or, pick, or pickleball coach, that would be my. Uh, <laughs> but I think for the relaxing though, Sean, like remember Sinaloa and Chris, remember Sinaloa, that oh, yeah. little par three course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Be superintendent like there. Little par three course with the driving range. Now that that would be relaxing, probably. I think I've thought about this from time to time. I, I thought it would be cool to own like a high-end liquor store. Like wines, really nice uh, liquor selection. You have like meats, cheeses in there. Uh, you know, high, high-end stuff. I strive to do that right now, but not sell anything. <laughs> Just keep it all. Well, I wrote that down and then I was like, but I don't want to work nights. <laughs> <laughs> So we'd only be open from like 10 to 3. So you're going to have to come in during that window. But I thought that would be cool and be able to talk to people about, hey, you would like, you know, you would like this or you'd like that or this would go well with that. I always thought that would be kind of kind of cool, kind of relaxing. That'd be retirement, retirement type. I find it funny that all three of us brought up stuff that was relaxing. (laughs) You find that funny? Well, I, I think, I, I think at our age to... we're just—I just want to relax a little bit more. Yep. Don't stress me out. You know, Chris, when you were talking about uh, the your your thrifty experience, my my mind immediately went to big screw ups that we've had at work. You know, maybe when we were maybe when we were kids. Um, you know, <laughs> I re- I remember. I think it was after our senior year. Um, I worked uh, in the mornings at a feed store where we would be baling hay and I would be 
I got to drive a forklift, which was fantastic. A lot of fun. How old, was how old were you here? 17. 17. Okay. Yeah. 17. It was one point I, I got the forklift right up next to the, uh, next to the building because I was going to be taking the, these bags of feet into the building and hit a button a bit wrong. And the forklift went up just a little bit and literally lifted the roof off of the entire oh, building. Oh shit. And I put it back down really, really quickly. And they kind of, you know, wagged their finger at me, but I must have messed up that building. <laughs> wow. You had to have. Yeah. That would, be, that would be something now that someone would have somehow caught on their camera phone and would be all over. And I'd be famous. And, uh, yeah. Not in a good way. Oh, well. That's a good one. I remember being my dad, uh, his job growing up was a caddy at a, uh, at a country club in outside of Pittsburgh. And we actually, we got to go to the club once. It was me, my dad and my uncle, and they were having the U S amateur, uh, at, uh, at my dad's club where he was, he was a caddy. And he was telling me how one time, uh, I believe it was 18, and it was a really big slope. So we're standing like up top, like behind the green, and you could, and you look down, and you could, it was a very deep slope. He said one time, I, I actually lost control of the, uh, the mower, and it was just him, I guess, running down this hill as fast as he can, because at the, at the bottom of the hill, was a pond and it was like I, I have to get to this mower before the before it lands in the pond or I'm, I'm getting fired and I guess he caught it right right before um, right before it landed in the pond so that would be that would be a screw up do you have yes. a screw up I, I know I have a screw up but I'll Chris do you have one before I go I, I have a screw up as an adult um, <laughs> don't we all yeah <laughs> it, it was actually it was a machine failing uh, that one of the businesses relied on to operate, which happened a couple times, but this one was really bad. Um, a motor went out in, in a huge convection oven, and, and we had catering events going on for the other business and then accounts with high orders and whatnot needed stuff. And it was mid-process mid of baking tons and tons of bread. And I got the phone call, uh, Chris, the oven's not working. I had to go down there, and I did not have a tool to get it going because uh, I didn't have a backup motor. So what, what, what I had figured out was there was an uh, a Allen wrench set that I had at the bakery. I had duct-taped it, Robin. I duct-taped <laughs> an Allen wrench fit to the outside of the motor, opened the panels, and duct-taped it to a crowbar. And then laid on my back and manually spun a, a carousel oven six trays by six feet wide for about three and a half hours. <laughs> I, I thought I died. Um, meanwhile, my my employees are working literally over me. Um, hot stuff coming in and out, oh and I'm gosh. sitting there just my muscles are ready <laughs> to detach from my body. <laughs> but problem got solved. Wow. But it, anyway, it, it was terrible. It was a complete failure uh, in, in aspect of it not operating, but we, we managed to figure out how to make it work. It, it, I will never forget that. It was, wow. it was horrible. Not so much, I guess a couple stories I could tell. Uh, one, not so much, I guess it was a screw-up, but it was also just how, how naive I was and, and young because it was like right out of college. Um, but I got an interview... I interviewed, I, Robin, I can't remember if we talked about this on the first show or not, uh, but I, I... That wasn't all that long ago. It wasn't, but uh, ESPN had a program for college graduates, and they would select five a year uh, total to work on ESPN's Sports Center in, in production. And so I applied for that. Uh, out of college, and I got an interview. And I, now I already had a job, but I, that I had just started. 
And so there was no like vacation or anything. Like I've just started this job. So I, I had to do something that I didn't feel right about, but I had to do it. I had to, I had to call in sick because I, heck it's ESPN. I want to go to this, to this interview. This is an incredible opportunity. Uh, so fly out there and, uh, stay at a hotel. And then I'm like, I, I guess I, I guess I have to get a cab. And so I took like a, I paid for like a two hour cab ride or an hour, it was about an hour cab ride, which was not cheap. And, uh, to get from the hotel to, to ESPN and get there and they said, oh, you know, Mr. Brewer, yes, we, we've, we've got you on the schedule. Just to have a seat. You, you know, you know, we have a car service. We would have, we would have picked you up. I'm like, <laughs> I had, it didn't even dawn on me. Like that was the thing. Like I have like this one credit card that had probably had a limit of like $500. And this, this, that's how I paid for the, uh, for the cab fare. And then, so that, that, that was the little screw, screw up story. Like I didn't, I didn't, didn't even dawn on me like to ask like, you know, how do I get from the hotel to the, to, to the studio? Uh, then I had to sit there for two hours. They just guy like, I think it was like a test. Intentionally. Intentionally. Ice you, like ice I just sat yeah. there for two hours. Hurry up and wait. And I, they're I, laughing. I saw a bunch yeah. of guys come through, like guys you would recognize from, from ESPN back then. It was really cool. So this was 90, this would have been 98, maybe the beginning of 99. Uh, so I saw like the guys from like NFL Countdown walk through. See and, like Kilborn or Olbermann or anybody. Uh, Tom Jackson was the big one that I saw. I nice. saw Tom Jackson, uh, and then the. Have I told you about the interview hmm? process before, Sean? Have I told you about the interview with ESPN? Uh, I don't, I don't, I, no, this is a it's really, really, really unique. They actually even talked about it in. Uh, they came out with this huge book. It was it was a it was a bestseller. It was all on the history of ESPN, and there's actually a section in the book that talks about this unique uh, scenario that I had to go through. This unique interview process. I was like, and I read the book. I was like, oh crap, I, I did that. Uh, but the interview, all they said to me before I flew out there was just just be prepared to to show your uh, knowledge of sports I was like oh okay so this was not a normal interview it wasn't really like you know what are your strengths what are your weaknesses and, and this and that it was really like how much do you know about sports and so I'm sitting I can't remember the, the gentleman's name but he's a huge name uh, with ESPN I'm sitting with him and he's like okay Chris uh, I'm gonna give you a sports team and I need you to name uh, their starting lineup and uh, name their complete starting lineup, name, name some of their coaches, and describe something the front office did that you agreed with and something they did last year that you disagree with. And I was like, oh, <laughs> crap. And he gave me, I got the Cincinnati Bengals, which I, I, I knew knew some of them, and then I got Jay, or Chris would have done well on this, and then I got the Montreal Expos. I, I think I could name like three Expos at, at the time. And then, so we did we went through that. That took a while. Then we then we it transitioned to awards, and it was okay, Chris. I'm gonna name I'm gonna name some awards uh, from the past year. You tell me who won it. And you tell me who could have won it or should have won it and, and why. And I'm not getting like NFL MVP or anything. I'm getting like hockey awards that I've never heard of. And I, I think I might have even gotten like a soccer award. And it's like, oh, oh crap. What? I think I know what this award is for. Uh, and that was, that, was essentially, that was essentially the interview. I like it, though. It, it was that was that was nuts, and uh, I ended up I ended up actually getting one of the uh, one of the positions, and I had just gotten engaged at the time, and it paid like 
seven hundred dollars, something like that. It was either every two, it was either seven hundred dollars every two weeks or seven hundred dollars a month or something like that. Typical to work the two a.m. Uh, sports center, and I decided I decided not to not to pursue it. So I, I've you know I think about that from time to time, but that that interview process was. That was really, really cool and, and <laughs> extremely, uh, extremely challenging. That was one of the harder interviews I've ever been on. That's a great approach on ESPN's end, though, as far oh, totally. as personality and adaptability. Because when you when you mentioned that time frame, I was going like that was wheelhouse of really, really quality, oh, yeah. innovative people that were doing impressions on air. That's when ESPN was like there was still ESPN. Yeah, there were. Great morale. The comedy was super sharp, and and it was just you know it was like Comedy Central but yeah. for sports, and it was solid information. So that, that, it was cool. It was at, was at the Bristol Studios there. It was it was really really cool. Have you guys ever? Because I just brought up an, an interview. Have you guys ever interviewed for a, for a job that you didn't end up end up taking or getting? Like something kind of out there. Something so different. Many people have offered me employment that when offered, <laughs> believe me, I take it. Gotcha. I interviewed for a cool job. Um, I wanted to take it actually, but it somehow it was actually less than the pathetic amount I was making at my first. So this was around around the same time. So it, it this would have been after the ESPN thing, but I I had a cool. Uh, job opportunity. Remember NTN? Remember it was those those trivia, trivia the trivia yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was at NTN. So I'm there. That was in Sean. I want to say that was in kind of the Newport Beach area, actually. So kind of in your neck of the woods. It was in Orange County, and it was specifically to work. Chris, you'll love this. It was to work. What was the title? It was like content coordinator or something like that for their new Seinfeld trivia game. And the entire job was you would sit in a cubicle, watch Seinfeld, and then just write trivia questions down that you thought would be good. Oh, that would be so easy. That was easy. the entire... That would be so That's easy. That was the job? job. That what, was the job. What kind of and money was offered, that paying? You were offered that job? I was offered that job. <laughs> the job paid, I believe, 22000 That was the job. Wow. And at the time, I was making 23000 oh. So I was like, I can, I, I can barely buy soup. To last me two days right now. I, I can't take I can't take a thousand dollar hit. You didn't see the long term growth chart uh, that either. Yes. <laughs> but that's that and it was a full time job. That's all that's all you did. Anyway. That's awesome. It was cool. Do you guys have any obscure jobs that you Obscure. I don't know. Just some stuff you interviewed for you where you're just like, oh man, wonder wonder where where my life would have gone if I had done that, taken that job, or wonder what that would have would have been like. No, Sean, nothing. I can't think of anything that I specifically interviewed for that uh, that I didn't take. No, that, that that's really obscure like that. Because um, you've 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 had some twists and turns. You've done different different things in your in your life. That surprises me. Right? Yeah. No. The, I, I've definitely had those twists and turns, and you know, even uh, you know, working uh, working on a car dealership, and you know, selling real estate and selling mortgages and stuff like that. So there are things that I've tried out that I realized wasn't for me, but I've always always tried stuff more often than not. What's it like working at the airport? Is that fun? Because I heard another jet. No. I see. I Are went, you doing I, baggage I, claim? I, I see. This entire time I've been hitting mute when they've flown over, but then I'm talking when they're flying over and it, and it you know, messes things up. So 
Okay. Well, you could always uh, turn that around and make it cool, like you're on some sort of air base for, you know, maybe Naval or Air Force, you know? Uh, cool? Robin, you're 58 minutes late telling me that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> I re- I, re- I do remember this though, and it's kind of stuck stuck with me. Like, this isn't that hard, and it was it was one of my favorite jobs growing up, and it was at Topper's Pizza, and I had to do. At the time, it was a brand new pizza place, and it's still there. Like, it's still and it's still successful. Like, it it was it was great pizza, and. Um, you were the delivery guy, right? I was. I was. I did delivery. I made the. I, sometimes I made the pizzas. Uh, sometimes I worked the uh, the register. Uh, sometimes it was. You did everything. I did. I did uh, cleaning the dishes. Uh, it has salad bar. So sometimes I was doing. You know, restocking the salad bar and and doing all that stuff. But it was my very first day. And it was a Friday night, place was packed, and he had me on uh, the register. And it, it, was, it was busy the entire, uh, entire night. It never, it never slowed down. And then at the end of the night, you had to count your, um, count your register. And it should, ideally, it, it should add up to what uh, the receipts say. And... The owner and, and manager was just blown away that my the money in the till matched the receipts. And he's like, oh, my, can't, that is a great job, Chris. Great job. And I'm sitting there thinking like, well, it wasn't that, wasn't that hard. That was, that, that's the job. You just, it's, so it's, it, it's just kind of stayed with me. Just, just do your job. Oh, and if man. you just show up, oh. <laughs> no matter what you're doing, what maybe I became a garbage man, you know, from the test. That actually you, pays good money. I know it does. Yeah. But no matter what you do, just show up and do your job. Our taxes pay your salary. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Good movie. You know, I, I know it's I, I know it's the eleventh hour, but you know, you definitely bring up uh, an interesting point, and you know, and just that all of the jobs that we've had in the past, whether it be scooping ice cream or making smoothies or driving a forklift it really i still think of the experiences that i've had i mean i'm in my mid-40s now but i i I can think like yeah i can drive a forklift or i can make i I can still make a hell of a smoothie (laughs) right so all all of those experiences that we've had it, it it does it's 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 fun to have those different things to lean on well, I also think it's why the three of us are are good dads. It's the same thing. Just show up and do do your best every, every day. Sometimes sometimes it's not. Sometimes you're going to get it wrong, uh, but you're always just trying to do your to do your best. Whether it was, you know, head dip boy at Thrifty, or Chris owning his own business, or or Jason being a firefighter, whatever. Just show up and do do your job. Anyway, good show, guys. What uh, anything uh, anything before we get out of here? See you. See you guys next week. No, no, I, guess, I guess that's a no. <laughs> I, I got. <laughs> I guess that's a no. I got your clothes. Your clothes. Everybody needs to hear that, Dad or not. Just please show up to work. Put it all in. Do your job. Go home. Yeah, it, it just it's such a missing aspect. I, I see it everywhere I go. And I wish I could take take that away, but no matter where I go, whatever environment, I'm analyzing what the, what is going on in the process. I'm just going, oh my god, not again! It, it, it's unfortunate. Oh sure, it's unfortunate. Yeah, but good good one. Take pride in what you do, whatever it is. Just always do that. Uh, before we get out of here, I just want to uh, special shout out. Uh, my wife's family lost uh, a beloved. Uh, member of their family. I loved her, uh, Aunt Diane. Just a uh, just a really cool person. She would have been a fan of the show. She was funny. She loved sports. She loved her Chargers. She loved her Padres, and uh, just a really neat lady. Uh, she was at the uh, family reunion in 
August and even at that time, uh, and she was doing really well, uh, I would make her uh, with as little of people knowing. I she would ask Chris, "Can you make me a uh, make me a drink?" And I would make her a uh, uh, bourbon and diet coke, whiskey and diet coke. And even the the last night, she's like, "Chris, I, I'm feeling good. How, how about how about another?" And she had two. And uh, uh, nice. then then we lost her. Um, not not too not too much uh, after that. And uh, uh, she's going to be uh, celebrated this weekend. And I just wanted to uh, dedicate today's episode to uh, to Aunt Diane. She was a a great person. And uh, like I said, definitely would have been definitely would have been a listener. Guys, have a great uh, great week, and no show next week. I don't know how how, how everybody's going to get through that, the listeners. But uh, you well, can you can make a best of with the, with the ten episodes that we've done. You can send them to your Facebook page. That'll help. Going to the Dad Podcast on Facebook yeah. would help. Uh, website coming soon. And, uh, yeah, follow us on Facebook at The Dad Podcast. All right, guys. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to The Dad Podcast with Chris Brewer. Join us next time as we continue our conversations about everything dad. Right here at StarWorldWideNetworks.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.